I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Kingdom Work. Yesterday we read about the death and resurrection of Jesus, and today we are in chapter 21, which is the last chapter of the book of John. Father God, thank you for your word that it is alive and an accurate account of the life of Jesus. I pray that through learning more about you, it stirs a newfound curiosity in our hearts and a new appreciation for all that you have done for us on your time on earth and what you continue to do through your Holy Spirit each and every day. Open our eyes to what it is you want to teach us through your word and help us to believe even if we don't understand. John 21. Later, Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there, Simon Peter, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and the two other disciples. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they all said. So they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, Fellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, Throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat, and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. Then the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, It's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped for work, jumped into the water, and headed to shore. The others stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to shore, for they were only about a hundred yards from shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. Bring some of the fish you've just caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to the shore. There were a hundred and fifty-three large fish, and yet the net hadn't torn. Now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know that I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the, asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, Then feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were young, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God. Then Jesus told him, Follow me. Peter turned around and saw behind them the disciple Jesus loved, the one who had leaned over to Jesus during supper and asked, Lord, will you, who will betray you? Peter asked Jesus, What about him, Lord? Jesus replied, If I want to remain, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. So the rumors spread among the community of believers that this disciple wouldn't die. But that isn't what Jesus said at all. He only said, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This disciple is the, is the one who testifies to these events and has recorded them here, and we know that his account of these things is accurate. Jesus also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. 
If you're anything like me, sometimes reading the Bible and specifically stories like these, it can feel sometimes like just a story, especially when we get into like crazy names and things that may be hard for me to understand without digging deeper. Um, and just the thought of Jesus like rising from the dead and coming back and speaking with his disciples after this. But that is why I think it's so important for us to pray over each time we have in the word and pray for belief that what we are reading is true and real and it's not just a story. Jesus really rose from the grave and really went and saw his disciples multiple times after doing so. This is Jesus. We don't need to be afraid or doubtful of this. This is the same Jesus we can call on for anything, and by the power in his name we are protected. We are covered by his blood shed on the cross. We have a seat next to him for all of eternity. We just need to believe and let our faith be bigger than our fear. Let our trust be bigger than our doubt, and let his voice be heard more clear than the enemy's. Sometimes it's also easy to pray things like, God, your will be done, not mine. But then when certain things happen that feel like a loss or require a big life change, it feels really scary. But when this happens, I need to remember this chapter. I love Jesus and I'm willing to follow him with whatever that looks like. My question for today is, do you love Jesus? And if you do, when Jesus calls on your name and says, follow me, will you do it? Are you willing to sacrifice things that you thought you wanted and trust in his plan for your life? If your answer was no or I don't know, he wants you to know that he loves you and he sees what you've endured and wants you to know that you can trust him. He doesn't ask us to follow him or let go of those things to ruin us or harm us in any way. He asks us to let go and follow and trust because he has such a beautiful purpose for each one of our lives and is protecting us through every step of the way. There are going to be things that happen that we may not understand and let's be honest, it hurts. Knowing Jesus is the only way we can experience fullness and peace without understanding. And through believing in him and that he is the son of God, we can experience this for all of eternity. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for creating beautiful things that we can enjoy in this life, like each sunset and how it's different every night, like the purest kind of love and companionship through our pets, like the little tiny grasp of our finger from a baby's hand, like the compliment or word of encouragement that makes our day, like sitting around a dining room table and laughing until it hurts, you are the creator of love and life. Thank you for being so intentional and being in every single moment of our lives. Thank you for seeing me, knowing me, and loving me still. In Jesus' name, amen.